Hey, it's Mailbag Wednesday. Got some great fan-centric material to chap up. Alternate jerseys traveling to see the White Sox in hopes for Luis Robert are just a few of your submissions. Also, we hear from new third base coach Eddie Rodriguez. What's his plan for improving the White Sox defense this season? And will the White Sox pull off a trade for perhaps a second baseman? And why is Liam Hendricks such an obvious player to be dealt? You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen uh, each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong die-hard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast uh, just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Uh, Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The Toronto Blue Jays could be a potential trade partner, and Liam Hendricks might be the asking price. Uh, new third base coach Eddie Rodriguez is prioritizing communication as he plans to improve a White Sox defense. And we dive into the mailbag for the first time this year. Uh, hey, Sox fans, uh, locked on White Sox uh, is in the off-season mode. Uh, if you haven't realized, uh, we have shifted to three episodes a week instead of five. Uh, but again, if there is some major news on the White Sox front, uh, the episode number can always be modified. Look for episodes uh, this week, uh, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, and this will go until about uh, mid-February, whenever pitchers and catchers uh, report. Uh, I, I've talked about it on the previous episode. We've got a call to action here in 2023. Uh, I was looking around at, at some of the uh, other YouTube channels for the rest of the AL Central, Lockdown Guardians, Lockdown Twins, uh, Lockdown Tigers, all of them doing fantastic work, but we are trailing them in subscribers, and it's a call to action. Uh, let's get this uh Let's get this channel up to at least a thousand. I know we can do more than that, but we got to get uh, in the in the lead here in the AL Central. So if you haven't uh, subscribed to the Lockdown White Sox uh, YouTube channel, please go ahead and do that. Uh, alert your friends uh, as well. Do appreciate it. Hey, it's Mailbag Wednesdays. Uh, we talked about this uh, in the previous episode. Was trying to promote it uh, on social media. Uh, get any questions and comments you have uh, over to LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Uh, try to get, get it to me before uh, around Tuesday afternoon, and, and we'll feature it on the Mailbag Wednesday. Uh, if you're on social media quite a bit, uh, just give me a direct message on, on Twitter, whether it's my personal account or the LockedOn uh, White Sox account. But if you'd rather just do, uh, you know, a Gmail, you're not on social media, that's great. Locked on socks at gmail.com. 
Uh, we're going to be featuring this in 2023, uh, Mailbag Wednesdays here in the off season. I uh, had some great questions uh, all over the map, a lot of fan-centric stuff. Uh, here's one of the questions from Mark. Appreciate the question. If the White Sox went away from uh, the 1983 jerseys on Sundays, what alternate jersey uh, would I like to see? And I, I got the hat on right now. If you're uh, watching on YouTube, appreciate that. I have got the the 1987 to 1990, that squiggly C, a cursive C, a blue and red with that a white C. I've got that cap on, and I've come. I've come to enjoy those jerseys. I remember them growing up fondly, and uh, you know they uh, they kind of I, I loved when they went to the to the black and white in uh, of course 1991. But I've grown to appreciate uh, these 87 to 90 jerseys a little bit more. They didn't have names on the back. Uh, these were the jerseys that uh, Frank Thomas first wore and Robin Ventura. Uh, so I'd like to see these featured somehow. Uh, it'd be nice to see some more turn back the clock events as well. The Sox have had so many different uniforms and logos throughout their rich history. Uh, we don't see them enough. Um, you know, the Sox were the first to feature uh, the retro uniforms in a game. It, it was in that 1990 year, the last year of Comiskey Park, where they turned back the clock and went retro. Uh, a lot of folks I know want to bring back the vests, uh, those from the early 2000s. Uh, but 2023 uh, marks the uh, 40th anniversary of the 1983 team. So I have a feeling they're going to stick uh, with that 1983 jersey on Sundays. They've really invested and made that uh, that Hitman logo, their alter alternate logo, which I'm fine with. But if they could sneak in the uh, 87 to 90 uniforms, I'd appreciate that. What stadium promotions am I looking forward to in 2023? This is from Daniel. Thank you for the question, Daniel. Uh, White Sox released their initial promo schedule uh, maybe a month or so ago. We've, we talked a little bit about it here on Lockdown White Sox. You've got your Hawaiian shirt coming back. You've got the hockey jersey. I think there's a basketball jersey, maybe a football jersey. They've got a 1993 uh, commemorative sweatshirt celebrating that 1993 uh, division championship team. I'm a bobblehead fan. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see just, just a small sample size of my, my collection. It's really taken over. Uh, any anywhere I can fit them. Uh, so I, I'm a bobblehead fan. Uh, looking forward to the, there's an Eloy uh, bobblehead. There's a Luis Robert bobblehead. Uh, Eloy Jimenez has had a, a solo bobblehead a few years ago, but then Robert and Eloy had that tandem bobblehead that they gave out last season. So you got Luis Robert having his first standalone solo bobblehead. Hopefully they will add a few more once they release that second half of the promo schedule, love to see a Dylan Cease bobblehead. Will he have the mustache? Uh, Michael Kopech, uh, Andrew Vaughn, year of the Vaughn. You got to give Andrew Vaughn a bobblehead. Maybe a 1993 or 1983 uh, anniversary option. Love to see uh, Black Jack McDowell featured maybe in a bobblehead to commemorate that, that 93 team. Will I be traveling to see the Chicago White Sox on the road this season? Uh, this is from Dave. Thank you, Dave. Um, I have seen so many different parks. I've been to 18, 19 different stadiums to see the White Sox, and I've been doing this for, for quite some time. 
Uh, it was really the year right after uh, the sacks once. So 2006 might have been my first year uh, going around uh, seeing the sacks. Uh, I've seen some amazing cities, amazing stadiums, and, and some duds. There's a lot of duds. State. If you feel like, man, uh, the sacks ballpark uh, doesn't really, really do it for me where it's located – do yourself a favor and go travel around to some different ballparks. There, there are some duds out there. Uh, it's an interesting schedule where, where the Sox are playing. Every, everybody's playing everybody uh, this year. And uh, I know that there's a big trip uh, that Sox machine and the 108 folks are, are putting on in early May to Cincinnati, maybe uh, interested in that. I did go to Cincinnati a few years ago to see the Sox uh, play the Reds, like the ballpark, like the location, where it's located, had a lot of fun in uh, in downtown Cincinnati, and then uh, went over the uh, the river to Kentucky. A lot of options uh, to hang out, and there were a lot of Sox fans that traveled there. So maybe Cincinnati in, in early May. Uh, Sox will be in in uh, will be in Atlanta right after the All Star break in mid July. Uh, I have not been to Atlanta to see that ballpark. I've heard some great things, so maybe Atlanta. And then Washington, D.C., Sachs will be in D.C. at Nationals Park uh, in early September. Uh, I, I haven't talked about this too much, but I lived in Washington, D.C. for uh, two years. It was the last two years of the Robin Ventura era. And uh, my wife had a professional opportunity. Uh, we moved there for for a couple of years, and I went to a I went to a bunch of Nats games. Uh, nice ballpark, and what they've done around that ballpark uh, really built it up. It, it, it's amazing. Uh, but I have not seen the White Sox uh, play there. They they were not playing uh, the Nats uh, during those years I was there. So I'd like to get back see the White Sox. Uh, and D.C., obviously, tons tons to do and an easy flight as well. So maybe early September uh, to see the Sox in Washington. Uh, I love these uh, these comments and predictions as well. Uh, thank you, Quinn, uh, for this one. Uh, positive predictions for 2023. I love the way he phrased this. Uh, instead of one at bat looking like Ted Williams and the next looking like he couldn't hit a beach ball with an ironing board, uh, Luis Robert stays healthy and becomes the fielding, hitting, and stealing threat. We know he can be. Love that from Quinn. Uh, really, I, I mentioned it in the in the previous episode, and I've talked about it before. Luis Robert is the danger. I mean, he is the difference maker. If this guy can stay healthy and and utilize every one of those tools he has at the high level that we are expecting. It makes everything different. I mean, this whole lineup changes how pitchers have to approach White Sox hitting uh, is different. And, and and Quinn hit it right there. Fielding, the on-base threat. I mean, everything. He's got that gold glove. Uh, would love to see the him to stay healthy and solidify a consistent outfield. And uh, no more swinging with one hand. Hopefully that hand uh, is healthy. Uh, and then uh, from Brian here, uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, if it's between Lucas Giolito and Liam Hendricks, who would I rather see traded? Uh, we we have been told that there could be a trade uh, happening uh, any moment, any day. We're going to talk a little bit about that in this episode later on. Uh, honestly, I would not like to see either of them dealt. But if we're to believe uh, what Rick Hahn has said, uh, that there could be a trade you know, to help out this 2023 team, Hendricks has been rumored to be on the trading block. Mets, Blue Jays, uh, Lucas has been rumored to be a good fit in Tampa. If one of them has to go, I, I think I'd rather see Hendricks. Uh, he can bring back 
more in return, um, especially if we're looking for a second baseman. And I don't know how the sacks will fill, you know, the starting rotation, you know, innings. If Giolito is dealt, Cueto is still out there, I believe. Uh, but I ultimately, you know, I don't believe that the Sox will re-sign Giolito past his current contract. So eventually you're thinking about, can we get something for Giolito uh, before he walks? Um, thank you so much for the questions and comments. This was an awesome first mailbag. Uh, I'll be getting, you know, to more emails and messages uh, every Wednesday. Lockedonsocks at gmail.com or if you're on Twitter regularly, uh, just send me a direct message. Really appreciate it. Uh, for the most part, Pedro Grifol, uh, he's been able to handpick his coaching staff. I'm going to tell you what new third base coach Eddie Rodriguez is focusing on ahead of spring training. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season into basketball. Uh, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even get those at BetOnline as well. Uh, we're always the fastest and easiest way uh, to get your betting uh, info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Uh, Bet online uh, where the game starts. Great article uh, once again by Mr. James Feagan in The Athletic. Um, White Sox third base coach uh, Eddie Rodriguez aims to improve the defense. It was good to hear from Eddie Rodriguez. Uh, Pedro Grafol and Eddie Rodriguez have known each other for quite some time and have maintained open communication uh, over the years. Uh, we would talk about fundamentals, drills, and situations, uh, Rodriguez said by phone. It was, how would you work on this? Or how would, you, we, how would we do this fundamentally? Uh, and what do you think? Is there a better way? Uh, could we add? Could we subtract and still get the same success? Uh, most of our work is going to be geared with a little bit of higher intensity, uh, closer to game-like speed, uh, Grafol said of the infield work. You're never going to be able to emulate that, and it's going to be really creative work. You're going to see some ground balls here and there, but for the most part, you'll see a lot of creative stuff. Uh, I will always communicate with daily dialogue with the player, uh, with the infielder in particular, about where he's at. Uh, and from there, then I have to look at the exercise we're doing, obviously have to play out in a manner uh, that it's functional, Rodriguez said. Uh, you can simulate it, Rodriguez said. A lot of people like to hit ground balls from home plate. Uh, you move up closer to a fielder and you're basically hitting the same ground ball, uh, maybe not at the speed you would from the home, from home plate, but the distance and the length of the ground ball and its travel and the time it takes is a little different. You can cut the distance down, move closer to an infielder, and not necessarily work on expanding to the sides, but you work on quickness. Uh, you're hitting the ball left or right with a degree of speed on it, and now the reaction time getting out of the gate or attacking the ground ball obviously has to be faster because of the shortness of where the fungo hitter is hitting the ground ball. Let's secure the ball first, Rodriguez said. Uh, if you don't catch it, you can't throw it. If you don't field it, you can't do anything with it. 
Uh, let's educate the glove hand. And then in that regard, we start securing the baseball more consistently, which allow us then to do with the baseball what we need to do with it according to the situation or the play. Absolutely loved uh, that quote. And Fegan ends the article by writing, not everything is going to go right with the defense or base running for the Sox in 2023, but Rodriguez is trying to make sure he's done his homework for whatever comes. And I think that is a huge point. That's a very important point. Uh, no matter what you think about Grafol or the coaching staff or what this Chicago White Sox team organization has done in the offseason so far they are going to be a better prepared team no doubt about that i love these types of articles uh, in the offseason chock full of you know first account perspectives from the folks that will be putting their heads together uh, to get the most out of this white sax team and create a new culture uh, i do appreciate uh, the fact that grafol has been able to surround himself with trusted individuals that seem to share the same way of doing things. A communication was mentioned as a focal point in his original presser, and I'm definitely getting that impression as we read more and more about uh, his new coaching staff. A minor move for a relief pitcher, and maybe, uh, maybe there's a big trade uh, developing. Uh, more on that in a moment. So some news and notes here, a little bit of news on New Year's Eve. The Chicago White Sox signed right-handed uh, relief pitcher Jesse Schultens to a minor league contract. Uh, Schultens uh, has since been assigned to AAA Charlotte. Uh, he was drafted by the San Diego Padres in the ninth round of the 2016 MLB draft. Schultens has spent his entire professional career in the San Diego organization. He pitched this past year with AAA El Paso, going 4-4 four four with a 4 point. Uh, one zero ERA uh, with 92 strikeouts uh, over 83 innings. Schultens also pitched in the Dominican Winter League this offseason. Uh, so the Sox continuing to collect some arms here and there. Nothing major, but you can never have enough pitching and you never know what can happen with some of these guys. Uh, and then this is from MLB Trade Rumors, article by Nick Deeds. Uh, three things for baseball fans to keep an eye out for as the new year gets rolling. Three things. One of the items uh, featured the Chicago White Sox in a major way, and it's all about second base, something that we've been talking about, you have been talking about and wondering with Sox fans in your life, when is second base really going to be honestly addressed? So this is what Deeds had to say. The White Sox currently project to run out Lurie Garcia and Romy Gonzalez at second base, but neither of those options is particularly inspiring. You can say that again. Uh, Garcia posted an OPS of just 500 in 2022, and Gonzalez's 609 mark is not much better. Free agent offers the potential for a reunion with either Josh Harrison or Elvis Andrews, but little else in the way of certainty, though bounce back candidates like Jonathan Villar do remain available. All told, it seems like likely Rick Hahn's front office will have to explore the trade market to find new talent to bring into the fold. One team with a plethora of options at second base uh, is the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto appears poised to mix and match uh, with Whit Merrifield, uh, Kevin Biggio, and Santiago Espinal. 
uh, with Merrifeld likely earning the lion's share of playing time out the gate. So either Vigio or Espinal will represent an upgrade over in-house options for the Chicago White Sox, and both would come with some upside as they've shown flashes of being above-average regulars in the past. Uh, The Padres, meanwhile, are reportedly willing to listen to offers on Kim Uh, but he's also slated to play a regular role in their outfield, so he won't necessarily uh, be easy to acquire. And we've heard this name tossed around. Miami's Joey Wendell uh, was pushed out of a starting role by Marlins' signing of Gene Segura. Uh, There's been ample speculation about the Yankees moving Torres uh, throughout the offseason, and the Rockies at least discussed uh, Brendan Rodgers in talks with the Marlins. Uh, I'll be... Uh, with Colorado seeking the type of controllable MLB pitching the White Sox don't necessarily have to offer. But that Toronto Blue Jays angle, uh, there were some rumors about Liam Hendricks uh, a few weeks ago that, you know, maybe Toronto's kicking the tires on Liam Hendricks. It seemed like Toronto was one of the t- one of the other teams that was up against the White Sox before Hendricks decided to sign with Chicago. They're very high on Hendricks, I would assume, and they seem to have uh, something to offer with second base. Again, uh, if you're talking about you know who you'd rather see go, I, I don't want to see Hendricks uh, leave uh, this team. We need that lockdown closer. If the Sox can get back into you know AL Central uh, contention, which I think they can, but he can bring back the most. I really do believe that, and you know maybe it's time for Ronaldo Lopez to step up. Things that maybe we don't need to discuss just right now, but Toronto Blue Jays maybe would be an opportunity to be a trade partner. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. And don't forget uh, to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, Call to Action. Let's get that to a 1,000 or more as quickly as we can. Do appreciate all the folks that have uh, subscribed over the last few days. Uh, Thanks for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Uh, Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, On the next episode, the 40-man roster is now at 39 as the Chicago White Sox officially announced the Andrew Benatendi signing. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.